Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories. This week, Trent Wallace is a First Nations advisor and pro bono lawyer in a global law firm, the first and only Aboriginal person to hold this position. Prior to this, Trent was the first Aboriginal lawyer on the Disability Royal Commission and was with the Australian Government Solicitors. In between these positions, he developed postgraduate course content that equips budding lawyers with the culturally safe and correct techniques required to work effectively with mob. Another first. A serious Hague's aficionado and pop culture quota, he sums himself up as being a mostly sane, left-handed, chubby, queer, Aboriginal male who is addicted to firsts and beating the odds to pave the way for young mob coming through. You can listen to another of Trent's stories as part of Queer Stories 2020, a series written and recorded during lockdown. He features in the episode titled Risk, alongside a story I wrote about being airlifted off a cliff by helicopter. This story, however, was recorded at Queer Stories at Brisbane Powerhouse in 2021. I'm Brittany Queers, a queerdo, the queerest of the queer. And I've just relocated to Mangin after falling in love with its vibrancy some 12 years ago. A bustling metropolis, it is not. (laughs) Its occupants think that, you know, the 20 to 30 minute train ride or bus ride out of the city is basically a prime setting for a John Wayne film. Where I used to live in Sydney, 20 to 30 minutes out of the city is prime real estate. I found myself comparing the two places a lot lately as I'm adjusting to the slower place of where work-life balance actually seems to have been perfected and the people are either really, really friendly or they look at me as if I'm a cross between Hello Kitty and Ozzy Osbourne. (laughs) But this relocation was not a planned one. I came to Brisbane for some time out over the holiday period and I apologise, I get a case of the Madonnas where you turned that slight British accent when you're reading. (laughs) So, no, there's there's some colonial blood here, but that's not my fault, not my fault, not blaming anyone, though. Just get over it. Can't get over what keeps happening. Brisbane and the people who I stay with, my dear friend of 18 years who I call Weespa, and you will learn that I have really bizarre nicknames for my friends, but they all mean something very personal to me. And his housemate who has become a person close to my heart, the incredible Pon 101. (laughs) They act as a reset from my regular life and they're a much welcome escape. I arrived here on December 20. In fact, I was on the second last flight out of Sydney prior to Auntie Anna closing the border. Again. (laughs) My dear friends in Queensland were calling me as I was at Sydney Airport. The situation seemed to be changing by the minute. A few days earlier, I went to the movies with one of my dearest friends, who I call Monte Carlo. We saw Home Alone, which I giggled the whole way through. I recall the scene where Kevin's mum, played by the indelible Catherine (laughs) O'Hara, is at the airport trying desperately to get home to her son. This is Christmas! The season of perpetual hope. 
I kept playing those words in my head. I rely heavily on the concept of hope. As I got on the flight, I settled into seat 2D and then got unsettled as some bloke got on the flight late. I settled in again. And then got unsettled again as if he got his headphones in the bag above the overhead locker. And then we settled in for takeoff. And then got unsettled for a third time as he wanted to go to the bathroom. I looked over at him and I said, enough. (laughs) And he did not unsettle me for the rest of that flight. (laughs) As I got off the plane, I saw the tables along the long walkway, usually occupied by those small wine testing shops. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Do we remember airports? They were now occupied by police and health officers. I presented my border pass and my licence, praying nothing had changed and I wouldn't be whisked away. Generational trauma there. (laughs) The officer told me I was good to go. That's a first for an Aboriginal person. (laughs) And I hurried down the walkway, as if I'm going to hurry, look at this. (laughs) I made my way to the luggage carousel. I never truly relax until I see my suitcase, but in this case, I wouldn't relax until I made it out of that airport. My phone was buzzing and the humidity was hitting me as I walked to the exit doors. Anyone who has gone away with me knows that I don't pack lightly. The bag was heavy, but I dragged it behind me with ease. As I made my way out of the airport and the sun kissed my skin, (laughs) I felt a smile across my double-layered mask face. I was free. I arrived to a warm reception. No, quite literally, Brisbane is fucking hot. (laughs) A few days into my trip, I had to book in to get a keratin hair straightening treatment because mere minutes after straightening my hair, it would frizz up like fucking Cath Day night or Scary Spice was in the building. It was nice to give my friends a dear, warm, long hug. I hadn't seen them in almost a year. It was also nice to be staying with them. A household of three Tauruses consists of too much food, indecision and stubbornness. Bling, bling, that's the Taurus in me, became our slogan. I love assigning blame to my star sign. Accountability is so fucking boring. (laughs) One morning, I looked over at my luggage. I whispered to myself that I could not go back to Sydney. The thought of going back made me feel sick. As any good son does, any good queer son... I decide to call my mum for wise counsel. Now picture my mum as like a Sharon Osbourne slash Irene from Home and Away and you've, <laughs> boom, you've got her. Mum was supportive and was on to making arrangements almost immediately after our call. Mum is my idol and my best friend and when I heard the support in her voice, I knew I had to forge forward. How was I going to break the news to my Monte Carlo? As I told her over the phone, she greeted me with so much love and support. But she knew in my voice and I knew in hers that there would be tears after we hung up. Monte Carlo and I will always be the best of friends. I can't put into words my love for her. I was glad I did not have to face farewells back in Sydney with my other friends. After the death of my grandmother at a tender age, I'm terrible at goodbyes. I always want to leave before I am left. This was a death of sorts. I could not return to the chaos of Sydney. The chaos I once craved and had craved since I was a little boy was crushing my soul. 
as the great philosophers of the noughties, the Pussycat Dolls, sang, be careful what you wish for because you must, you might just get it, and then, like, the leg up. (laughs) It rang true. The lockdown forced me to face some uncomfortable truths. If you don't pay attention to what the universe is showing you or telling you, the message will grow louder and louder until you're forced to stop and listen. As a small-town kid, I romanticised Sydney and I felt so fortunate that I got to live out my fantasy of being a lawyer with a BMW and a fancy bags and fancy suburb. That small-town kid would be so proud of me. But you cannot exist on former ideals and dreams. Despite my amazing friends, I was deeply unhappy in Sydney. However, I'm so grateful for my time there, both personally and professionally. The experience has taught me so much about myself and helped shape me into the person I am today, which there's a lot to shape. (laughs) I'm doing what's best for me and ultimately being happy is what will serve others best. You cannot pour from an empty cup. It would be remiss of me to ignore the treasures I discovered in Sydney. Friends. True friends will facilitate your dreams. I don't know what's next for me. There is such a power with silencing the chaos of over-analysis. If I could sum up my feelings right now, it would be free. I feel so damn free. Sometimes you just have to blow up your equilibrium and try something fresh. Sometimes you just need to put yourself first. Think for and about you. I've always loved the Tina Turner lyric. I've been thinking about my own protection and it scares me to feel this way. And I can relate to it, except I'm not scared to think about my own protection anymore. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy Queer Stories, please consider supporting the project for as little as $1 per month on Patreon. The link is in the episode description. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates and for insomnia rants and photos of my glorious dog, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.